Hello and welcome back to In The Clock End, an Arsenal podcast with me, Steve. And joining me, as always, I've got Calvin. Good morning. Good morning, Stevie boy. How are you, mate? Keeping well? Keeping well. I'm all right. I'm quite warm, not going to lie. Still? Um, still quite warm, but uh, getting there. How about you? Yeah, much the same. Um, it's not as warm, which is great. They're trying to cool down the house. I think you're having the same issue. It's still a bit oven-like, isn't it, to be honest? It's, but, uh, it's clammy. It's clammy. Cl- close. It's accurate. Close. I think that's an accurate <laughs> word of description there. Clammy. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. But uh, I was blessed, obviously, when you joined. Uh, you had your camera on. Nips out for the boys, isn't it? Nips out for the boys. I was yeah. going to put my nipple tassels, my, my nipple tassels on, but... Should have. I, I'd, I thought, I'd have loved that. Oh, well, one of them's in the wash, so I thought, you know... In terms <laughs> Just of the, the one? Symmetry. No questions. No questions if there's only one in the wash. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. We're already going down a dark hole. Always. Um, it's the best way. Very, very early on. Um, so I'm glad you're well, mate, anyway, uh, mm. even if you're a little bit close. Um, I guess I guess we should, uh, you know, kind of look back on the weekend's events. It was a great weekend all round on off the pitch for the Arsenal. Absolutely. Arsenal secured a, a 4-2 win over the mighty Leicester City. And then Man United gave us a late uh, little present as they as they went four 0 down against Brentford, which was, to be fair, it was just as enjoyable listening to that and their complete collapse as as our you know wonderful day uh, at the Emirates, right? Yeah, no, it was a funny one to be fair because obviously for me, you know, after the game, I was having a bit of a rigmarole trying to make my way down to Kent uh, after the game, as you know. And once I you know finally got myself into an Uber, it was you know it's gone six o'clock. So I thought, oh, you know, I flick on Sky Go and watch the United game on my way down. And obviously, as soon as I flicked on and then saw it was four 0 I was having a good chuckle to myself in the back of that car. But then you know I was like, well, there's not much to watch here now, is there? That's done. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's so funny, isn't it? And I think you know I, I said you know we've all got a lot of Man United sporting mates and. They're exactly where we were, not even this time last year, but I'm talking, you know, they're exactly where we were when Arteta probably took over. And that was, they just need to blow it up and start again uh, from every angle possible. Uh, and do you know what? It, it's great that that baton has finally been taken away from us as, you know, we are no longer banter FC, which is fantastic. And it's great to see another club, you know, I, I wish it was Spurs, if, if I'm honest, because that would be funnier again, if it's possible. But, you know, to watch... You know, a powerhouse like United, you know, getting battered 4-0 by Brentford. Like, fuck me sideways. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was pretty special, wasn't it? I mean, like on the radio, I think like the presenters just, just couldn't believe it. They were like, what is going on? It's like, we've barely, you know, we've barely started the game and it's just completely like, it's like a training session. Um mm. It was, yeah, it is wonderful what's what's going on. Um, and I felt like it was it was worth mentioning at the start of the podcast. Oh, but ab- Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, long may it continue. But we are here to talk about the Arsenal. So we roll back to Saturday. We were both there. It was a lovely day in North London. Probably a bit too hot. Um, yeah, just a bit. We met up early doors at the pub. It was, it was a good social, wasn't it, Saturday? Cracking social um, on, on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, like you said, we, you know, we all met quite early, went to the bank. Uh, a friendship, which is you know a great pub to go to on any match day, but when the sun is beaming, it was uh, superb to be in that beer garden and 
you know, as the atmosphere built, because it was quite quiet when we got there, which is fine, because that meant we got a lovely spot in that garden. But, um, you know, the atmosphere really got cranked in it. And, you know, a good bit of sing-song um, before we left. And, you know, it's just, it continues on, isn't it? Because we spoke about this last season, because obviously I don't go that often, as you know. And, you know, we're talking around that feel-good factor, you know, before the matches and in and around the ground. And I just think it's gone up another notch, dare I say. Uh, you know, everybody's in good good spirits, good voice. Um, so, yeah, just what, what more What more do you want from a match day experience, you know? Maybe a couple of degrees less. Uh, I mean, that's being really pedantic, isn't it? Um, and picky. But, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it was great. Great, obviously, to catch up with yourself and obviously James, who, who comes on the podcast every now and again and everybody else in the group. So, yeah, fantastic, to be honest. Yeah, no, it was, it was a lovely day and, you know, um, we often say don't let the football ruin a good day at the football, but the football definitely didn't ruin the day. It was a fantastic mm. day on and off the pitch. Um, did you see Tim Stillman, Stilberto, on, on Twitter tweeting about he, he's only seen singing at the Bank of Friendship like three times in his life and, and twice was, uh, two times was when Arsenal won, won the double and it, it went invincible. <laughs> and he was like, Jesus, is that an omen? I don't know. Um I mean, know, it was it. Is it an omen? I mean, probably. I mean, that's getting ahead of ourselves. Just, just a small well, bit. But yeah, I, no, absolutely. I think I remember saying it to you when we left. I was like, I obviously I haven't been there as often as you have, but I'd never seen singing um, there before. Uh, and obviously, he's going back years and years ago, so that's no surprise. But we, we were all quite surprised because it really got going, didn't it? So it was good. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so fast forward to the game. Mm. I have to say, like, I always, I, I said it last week, I, I felt pretty confident um, that we were going to win this game. You know, maybe, mm. maybe a little bit too confident, but we had nothing to worry about. Um, it is a very different Leicester size to the one you, we were playing, you know, two, three, four years ago. Yeah. Um, they're, def- they're definitely sort of, you know, their best players are, are, are coming to the stage where, you know, they're, they're sort of like in a transitional period, I, I guess you could say, but... Mm. That they're not really actually buying anyone to 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 start the transition. No, no, they're um, not. Um, how, how, how did how did you feel about the game um, overall? Yeah, I mean, going you know making that walk from from the bank over to the Emirates, and obviously as we know it was it was ridiculously hot. And I even you know remember thinking you know walking over. I think I might have said it to James on the walk. I said, you know, it's hard enough existing in this in these conditions, let alone having to go and play a game of football. So I think my as confident as I was that we'd get the victory, I wasn't expecting such a good game um, to, to unfold before us. I would have happily taken a 1-0 and I thought, you know, players' energy might have zapped. I really thought the five substitutes would come into, you know, definitely will be used uh, from both sides just because of the conditions. But, you know, just to get what we did uh, on the day and, you know, six goals, you know, basically it was 5-1 to the Arsenal, let's just say that, instead of 4-2. Um, so, it, <laughs> It was a good, good game. I was confident, yeah, because like you've touched on all the right things there. Like Leicester are in transition, or either transition, or they've just they're just suffering that that success hangover. Because obviously, look, let's call it is it a spade a shovel, I guess. And Leicester punched above their weight there for for a number of years. Obviously, winning the league, which was fantastic, and you know, being in Europe, they had a bit more money than they're probably used to, and probably spent a little bit more than they could, you know, continue to do so. Uh, and I think, you know, now that they're out of Europe, you know, they've sold a few key players, you know, even Schmeichel, you know, he was captain in the club and 
Vardy's not, as you touched upon, Vardy's not the player he once was. And, you know, there's just a lot of, uh, you know, not, not issues, but there's a lot of things there which uh, I think are just coming to a head at Leicester. And I think that brought into how we felt with the complete opposite end of that scale and everything's coming to fruition for us where we've built a great side over the last couple of years. Um, and yeah, we felt confident. Um, not, I didn't feel as confident as some. There was a few few calls of 4-0 uh, going around uh, before the game with match predictions and stuff. Uh, I would, again, I, I would have been happy with two, but we looked to, to come out how we did and it was such a good game. And yeah, I'm, I know we're going to get stuck into it, but yeah, I mean, it's just one of those sort of days that you'll, you'll always look back on. It's brilliant, wasn't it? It's just such a nice, nice day at the football. It was, you know, in the sunshine, first home game of the season, you know, a classic 3pm mm. kickoff. It had mm. had all the right ingredients in it. And the, the team didn't, you know, disappoint whatsoever. It was, uh, you know, from the start, you know, we, we got straight into them. We looked lively. The atmosphere was rocking. I was down mm. the clock end lower and it was Ashburton Army, you know, shout out to those guys were just um, really good. I don't know how it, how it came across, you know, in the rest of the ground, but they were pretty much singing nonstop throughout the game. Yeah. Um, They've actually they've moved them now, which I'm not sure is good or a yeah. bad thing. They used, they used to be towards like the back of the stand, which I think, which I, I think it's better to have them at the back, you know. And, it, and, the, and the song sort of trickled down because what what you yes. sort of did have was like you'd have them on the front, and then you'd have like people at the back singing. To you, so you got like two different songs going on at once. Yeah, um, but hey, I agree. No, it's you know. funny you say that. I could, I felt that obviously uh, the day it was noticeable. Yeah, that they've been moved from like you know, the centre of the clock end, that's kind of where they were, weren't they, central back area, to, you know, they're right down at the very front. And, yeah, I, I agree with you because, you know, they do, they just do not stop singing for, for 90 minutes. They do create a really good atmosphere. And it's great to see because, you know, we always used to have that hybrid, right? You had the, the North Bank uh, and the clock end. Uh, and they used to, you know, they, obviously it's hard to sync because you're quite far away. So it doesn't quite, the sound takes a little bit of time to travel over. So there's never yeah. fully in sync, but you always had that good, um, you know, bit of noise at both ends. And it's nice that we've recreated that. And, you know, like you say, fair play to them lads for, for creating that. It could grow, which I'm sure it probably will, to be honest with you, because um, the way they've got it going on. But yeah, I, I, it was noticeable that I think it would be better if they were back to kind of where they were. Um, the, you know, get everybody surrounding them involved. And instead of it, like you said, it you know, if they're down at the front, it's harder for the people behind them to to get involved as much, I guess. It's like the Stone Island crew, isn't it, down there? Let's be honest. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, what is it with the black, though? I, I'm a bit confused about why they dress in black when... I think it's to do with ultras. You know, like these foreign ultras are wear black, don't they? And like all the... I don't know. It's like the, the sort of football... Fashion, don't wear shirts. Mm. I don't know. Don't wear they, shirts. They in Burberry, you know, it's the modern day football factory, I guess, right? The North Face, I guess. That's, the North that's Face. In... Yeah. Did you see actually? Have you seen those t shirts going around? I actually saw them after the game. It made me kind of laugh. Um, and it's an absolute rip off of the North Face, but it's obviously the same branding. So everything looks the same, but it just says the North Bank. I just thought that was quite, quite good, to be honest. Yeah, I've got a few stickers with, with that sort of logo on. It's quite cool, actually. Yeah. Um, speaking of the North Bank, they, they sounded very quiet. I don't know not what, as, yeah, not as rowdy. I, not I, I agree. Very, I think they're quite... People bang on about the North Bank. I just don't think it's all that. Letting the side down, lads. Letting the side down. Yeah, um, it anyway, anyway, getting into the game, um, we started really well. We looked mm. lively. Gabriel Jesus, 
opened the scoring and it was a wonderful goal, wasn't it? Oh, it was, I mean, absolutely amazing. You know, when you're in a stadium as well and like, obviously there's different levels of noise and anticipation at certain points in matches or attempts and the rise of noise. And it's like, an, it's like a, you know, collaboration of excitement between everybody um, before the goal actually went in. Cause it was such a special attempt. Um, and my one small thing that pissed me off afterwards, cause obviously I couldn't see, cause I was in, I was in the upper tier there behind, behind where the players come out. And uh, it took a little nick, which really pissed me off. I thought it was just a pure, you know, brilliant, brilliant effort into the far top corner. But I think it did come off Johnny Evans' knee just a small bit, which annoyed me. Takes away from the finish just a small bit for me. Um, but yeah, that like that rise of noise, it was like, ah. Oh. And then just this, you know, big celebration because look, I, you know, I do find the atmosphere just in general, as, as we already said, not only around the ground, but even in the stadium, it is different level. Um, and it's something that I've not really seen at the Emirates since we moved in there, to be honest with you. Not as consistent, right? Because, you know, you, you could go to any big game like Spurs, I'm sure that Barcelona game back in the day, fantastic atmospheres, but it just seems to be every week. It's yeah, just a, the field just... factor is definitely back. I think what we've got now is we've got this young team with this young manager. People mm. buy into it and people like the players. People can relate to the players. There's a real sort of connection between the players and the fans. And, you know, you add into the mix the likes of uh, Jesus and Chenko have come in. You know, we've, we've brought mm. William Saliba back. You know, we've, we've spent some money. It's, it's exciting. It really is. And don't get me wrong, that we, without mentioning names, we all know who I'm talking about in terms of the, the, the negative Nigels who just will just continually just be negative at moment, which just blows my mind, blows my mind, yeah. that sort of thing. Like, you know, just just enjoy it for what it is and, and, and you know, live in the moment a bit more. Yeah, live in um, the moment. That's the key, key, key word, isn't it? Or key phrase, I guess. It's I, enjoy, I, enjoy it. I didn't realise that it took a deflection, so I wasn't aware of that either for the first yeah. goal. It, yeah, I mean, I ruined, it. Afterwards. ruined it for me. I have to start calling you Lee, gonna. Yeah, it's it's not oh, Jesus Christ. I'm not. I'll never be on that level. But uh, I mean, it's just one of those where it's just like it's a great goal. I'm not, you know. But if it's it is the tiniest nick, right? And it's it's still a great goal. Uh, and it's your first goal, you know, competitive goal for Arsenal, you know, at the carpet. And yeah, it was just a great moment to be honest with you. Um, and it was a, you know, it was we, we, you know, we were dominating at that point. Obviously, there was a. An early chance for Leicester, which Ramsdale did well to save. Um, and again, like I think even throughout that first half, you know, even just just sat there in stadium, and I was in the shade. I felt really sorry for anybody who was sat in that beaming sunshine on the other side of the stadium. It must have been uh, really fucking hot. Uh, it tough, was tough it was, to watch. It was. It was. Uh, it, it was. Yeah. It was sweaty. Yes. Yeah, it was yeah. sweaty. Yeah, it um, really was. But, and then uh, no, the goal came at the right time, didn't it? Yeah, it did. And then, you know, moments, well, I felt, it felt like moments later, um, uh, we, we made it 2 0. Jesus again. Um, mm-hmm. It was 23 and 35. So it's about 12 minutes in between the two goals. And, you know, at that, at that point, you're thinking 2 0. For me, I thought that's, well, my, 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 bra- my, my heart said game over. My brain said, we'll probably need a third. Just need a third. Safe. Just need a third because there's always that worry. Um, mm. And of will course, we ever sh- will we ever shake that worry? By the way, is that just with us for life as Arsenal no, fans? No, I, w- I was 
the so we'll we'll get under the second half because it yeah. sort of ties in nicely. So obviously, <laughs> yeah. out of nowhere, Leicester um, got one back, and it was a, a mix-up with the defense. Um, and to be fair, you know, I thought you know William Saliba. I think it says a lot about the fans and the relationship between the club and the fans that they were very supportive because I think back in the past, if that was the likes mm. of maybe David Luiz or Socrates or Mustafi, mm. there would have been a real outpouring of like hate. You could just imagine it now. Oh, yeah, you've seen There it. was a tremendous amount of support and you know, I like the fact Ramsdale sort of put his arm around him. Mm. You know, and it, it was just one of those where it's human error, right? You, you can't be too critical of those sort of things. Um, unfortunately, nah. they, they do happen. But it it did give Leicester a lifeline. And that was when I thought, oh, God, uh, here, here we, we go. go again. But then mm. the response, I think that the, the, it was more just the relief in the ground that, that we had that two-goal cushion, right? Yeah, pretty much immediately. And I think, you know, just back, back to the OG there. I mean, yeah, it is human error. Uh, you can see what he's trying to do. But, you know, my, even in real time, my... My annoyance was more at Ben White, to be honest with you. Um, the way he turned his back on the long ball and he lost, kind of lost his bearings there for a moment, um, which it was quite poor because if he had stayed facing facing the ball, he probably could have just walked on and headed the ball, uh, came to the ball a little bit more. But, you know, he turned his back, which gave the Leicester player the opportunity to put the ball into the danger area. And that's where, obviously, Salute had to do something, right? Because if he didn't, um, everybody's favourite number nine, um, obviously no cheek there at all, uh, would have been there to probably create damage like he used to do against Arsenal, yeah. not so much these days. But, you know, that 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 moment though afterwards where, you know, the, the crowd obviously got behind, not just him, but got behind the team and, you know, there's just a big round of applause and a big, you know, wave of encouragement going his way. And then that, that moment when he got the ball for the first time afterwards, and the support he got. It's one of those moments. And, you know, I'm sure there might be other people that had the same. It just get, generally gave me goosebumps. I was just like, you know, it's, again, it's it's buying into that feel-good factor, the way the the crowd is, seems to be at one um, with the team, which, like you touched on already, it just hasn't been like that for so long. And if those moments would have happened in years gone by, yeah, it would have been fucking turmoil in the stands. Um, you know, there would have been all sorts going on. Yeah. Um, so to no. see that, yeah, the, the response um, and what was great about the response, and I obviously thought it was funny that, you know, it happened twice, right? Where we had two quick responses to their goals. And I thought, I think there was nearly identical times between, and it felt like that at the time, obviously, even in real time. But I think even this to the second, I think there was one or two seconds between them scoring and then us scoring twice. It was like 60, 70 seconds, something like that, right? Mm. It's very yeah. close. Um, I've yeah, never, I've, I can't remember ever seeing a game where that's happened twice. No. <laughs> like, like, I mean, it's in, it probably has, hasn't it? Crazy. But yeah, I, it was, it was crazy. It was, it was more like relief, like both times. Because mm. um, we were right next to the, we had like a baby, like one sort of block of seats between us and the Leicester fans. Mm. And there, there are a lot of young kids and you know, this isn't all Leicester fans, but they were just being knobheads basically. Like, you know, the sort of people who spend their whole game to sort of, Goad in the, the the other fans, which I just thought was very strange. Hang on, hang on a minute. Just on this point, Stephen, um, that there is a, a clip of somebody I know actually goading a um, home supporters in the away end. No, no, no. Was, However, yeah, but that that <laughs> that's different, and like, that's that was just banter. They're, I'm I'm, to, <laughs> I'm talking about fans like genuinely, like when they're sort of like 
saying like, come on, let's go outside and fight, like that sort oh, of. Oh, crikey, though. Yeah, I, no, that's, I, that's you know, I was idea. flapping my arms like, you know, in a banterish, foolish way. It, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. giving it the, you know, it's more of a, I do it more of a kind of theatrical. Just you know, like a jester, isn't you? Yeah, 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 you know, but they were sort of just being a bit like, yeah, just quite thuggish. Yeah. So it was such, and when we scored the fourth, me and my mate Steve, Steph's got a great, some great photos of it. Of yeah, there is a good one. Just, yeah, we just ran over to him, just waving yeah. our arms, and it's really funny because like there's one photo and Steve's like turned around, he's got his, the biggest grin on his face. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, no, that uh, did it. It made me laugh though after both times because obviously you know they got back into the game by a goal on both occasions, and then obviously both times we went and it just went back two goals ahead, and just the. The whole of the Emirates just going, who are you? Who are you? Oh, to yeah. them. It's, it's fucking, you know, again, these are the moments that, you know, in football that you just love, right? It's all about, you know, you know, the game. We love going to watch the actual football, but those those interactions between fans and the banter that you get during games, oh, yeah. it's, it's fucking like, second to none, isn't it? It's, it's so special. It really is. Um, mm. And like, you know, going back to what we said about earlier, like in terms of having that two-goal cushion, it was just like, the weight lifted off our, off our shoulders again. Like, you know, when Madison kind of out of nothing again, really, wasn't it? Like it was, to be fair, it was a very good finish. Mm. Um, you know, you look at, you, you watch that back and you sort of wonder how the hell was he scored from there? It's quite a tight angle. Mm. But yeah, the team just responded really well. Really nice finish. Um, and, you know, and, that, and that's, that was sort of like, okay, that's it now. I think, I think we're done. I think it's game over. And I think, and, yeah, it was quite a commercial end to, to, to a great day, wasn't it? Yeah, I think the only very small disappointment, uh, and, and again, there was a lot of chat about this pre-game, like everyone was like, I'd love to see a Gabriel Jesus hat-trick. Um, you know, that'd be great. And I, and I was just like, I'd love to see him get off the mark, you know, and you know, not have that Dennis Burkamp kind of, uh, you know, drawn out seven-game run from the start of the season where you haven't scored. Um because you just don't want that unnecessary tension. Because you know, as soon as you get off the mark, it doesn't matter how you do it. Um, that that just never that conversation never comes, and that pressure never arrives. Um, so him to to just continue on playing the way he has been since he joined, uh, and you can include preseason now because he's continued it into two competitive games where he's just electric. His work rate is phenomenal. You know, there was a couple of chances. I mean, even going back to the first half there, that chance where he turned Johnny Evans. You know, it's all on his own sometimes. He's creating these chances on his own and and it's not to hark back to Lacazette in any way, but fuck me, you could never imagine Lacazette doing that. He, he would have held the ball up and then passed it back 20 yards. The, that, would, the, that, would, that would be it. The upgrade is just phenomenal. It's, it's not. It's night and day. Um, I do, I don't want to say worry. I don't, I don't think that's the right word, but I would say in terms of like depth, I always bang on about depth. Like that's mm. eleven. You've got Tommy Asser, you've got Tierney, you've got Smith Rowe. You can bring into that. There, you know, there, there is depth in some respects. But mm. playing on like four fronts a season with the Europa League, FA Cup, League Cup, Premier League, it's mm. going to stretch us. It is going to stretch us. And you know, if you lose uh, Gabriel Jesus, it's like okay, you know, that that is going to be a huge loss. You know, the the, the chance of him staying fit all season. Is, is it, it's it's not realistic. So I still think like we are like in that sort of area where we are like a, a couple of suspensions or injuries away from being quite short and, and it really mm. changing the complexity of the team. But at the same time, you could argue, well, 
you know, you've got like some Martinelli now, Cox, you know, mm. he's such a diverse player. You've got Smith Rowe who can sort of move in and out, um, Odegaard mm. as well. So, listen, yeah, it's, okay. uh, I, I, I don't want to bring it down, you know. No, 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 I, mean? I, I, I do feel like we just in terms of like having five substitutes now as well, I think. Mm. If, if there's if, more game I, time available for people, yeah, as well. there is. So that I guess that's another thing. Actually, to be fair, that you can, you know, you you have got more options to, to sort of rotate in games. Um, you yeah. know, let's let's hope Eddie has a good season. You know, um, oh, absolutely. I mean, he looks he looks good when he you know again looking at preseason. He you know he didn't have too much time to shine against Palace, but what he did, he, he came on with good energy, which is one thing. Let's be honest. If we go back to some of his early appearances especially when he used to come off the bench. And I know we even spoke about it on the podcast where we're like, mate, you, you know, this is your chance, you know, run around a bit, like look interested. And that that's definitely changed. Um, you know, I do feel like he looks sharper than he used to. And I do think there is something there with Martinelli. And whilst we're talking about Martinelli, fuck me sideways. That lad is just, I think he's going to have an explosive season. I know it's two and two and it's easy to say, um, but it, it's, you know, goals aside, it's, everything else that that lad's bringing to this team at the minute. It's very similar to Jesus, right? The, the work ethic, the, the you know, the harrying of other players and the pressure that he applies and he, he, the physical aspect which he's brought to his game, I love, right? It's, it's really getting stuck into people and he doesn't give a shit. He'll leave a foot, I love, you know, in England, we love that, right? It's leaving a little cheeky foot in and getting away with it. He's doing that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, his goal was so well taken, um, as well to to cap off a magical afternoon in the sunshine. Um, but yeah, Martinelli, yeah, for me at the minute is just as well as Jesus is just frightening. You know, it's crazy because like the likes of sort of like Saka and Odegaard, you can argue had quieter games, and it's mm. like I see that as like a massive sort of positive. Like me too. You know, some of your best players are having quiet games, and it's like okay, yeah, you know they they're going to maybe they're. I don't know. People have quite games. Why they're human? Um, of course, yeah. they're going to get it together. And oh man, we've we've got some when they do, we've, we've got some incredible talent. I'm not going to get. Listen, we've got to keep our feet on the ground. Like, I think of course, there is that element of like people need to like chill out a bit. Like long season, mm-hmm. we've, we've started well, and you, you can't fault that. You know, um, we, we've definitely in terms of like you look at us where we're like this time last season. It, it's night and day, but. Mm. We're, it's a, yeah, it's a long season. Keep your feet on the ground, right? Absolutely, keep the feet on the ground. Uh, but like you know, going back to what we touched upon earlier, living in the moment, sure, why not? Uh, but I think we can all live in 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 the moment of a result and just you know the day, the performance, all that sort of stuff. And you know, again, looking back to the start of last year and where we're at now, it's night and day, as you just yeah. said. Um, but you know, like having you know Odegaard, I thought had a better game. You know, it wasn't hard to have a better game than what he had in that opening one because I thought he was. Yeah, pretty much non-existent really um, against Palace he loves he loves playing at the Emirates you can tell that you know he presses well he still runs more than everybody else and that aspect of his game is much quieter I guess and it's not necessarily as in your face as some of the you know the beautiful stuff he can do but you know and Saka he's had a very quiet start to the season so far and it, like you said once these boys find their feet for the season and if Martinelli and Jay, that's a frightening front four if if they all imagine if they all turned up on the same day, um, it's yeah. yeah a tasty prospect, isn't it? It is, but it's 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 a prospect nonetheless. It's um, yeah. I just think we've got to stay grounded. I think mm. 
we have this thing. I mean, I'm sure it's true of all football clubs. People get very excited. Mm. Um, and the Arsenal in me always says, just take your time. Take your time. Take, take a step back. Take a day. <laughs> yeah. But, you, you know, like I think, you know, hitting the nail on the head, you know, living in the moment. And these days, what it, these days are what it's all about. You know, trophies mm. aside, those sort of days where, you know, you're with your mates, you're, you're at the football, it's a great result. It's good vibes all around. That is what, that's why we do it. That's why we love it for these days like that. And, you know, it was, it's a special day and, you know, I'm sure there'll be many more um, throughout the season. Anything else you want to add on Leicester? One thing, actually, I asked you a question and then I just sort of answered it myself. So apologies. That's um, right, mate. Jamie Vardy. We couldn't be miss yeah. this one. Obviously, first half went over. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I was in the clock end. So from where I was, you can't tell. It's the other end of the field. I'm, I'm sure you probably had a better view than me. Um, yeah. Referee made the right choice. That was when VAR was, was used correctly. Yeah. And um, I was a little bit shocked, shocked that he wasn't booked. Because I'm, I'm looking at it thinking, well, he's, he's obviously looking for that. Book yeah. him, right? Absolutely. That was, that was my only criticism. But I did think VAR on the whole, has been used really well. And mm. it, the game has just flowed a lot more. And it, it feel, and I, I've watched a few Premier League games and it seems to be that theme. I feel like almost like they've been told to sort of, they want to let the game roll on a little bit more, be a bit more natural and organic and not keep stopping and starting for VAR. Yeah, no, I mean, in, in real time, the, the Vardy incident, for sh- I, I, thought it was a, I thought it was a penalty, to be honest with you. And again, in real time, it's I can see why the referee pointed to the spot. But yeah, again, definitely. it's once we finally saw the replay, because obviously we can't see it until after the VAR decision has been made. And again, you kind of know with VAR now, it's, we've all got used to it a bit, I guess. And it's once you know that the referee's coming over, that decision's generally nine times out of ten going to be overturned, right? Um, but again, I agree with you. If it's simulation, which it clearly was, he should have been booked 100%. But to go on to your point around, you know, you know, refereeing in general at the minute and how VAR is being used so far this season, I couldn't agree more with you. I think we kind of meant, you know, we didn't say it on pod, but on after Palace, but I remember saying it to you during the game that you weren't quite happy with the referee. And there was a few inconsistencies I get, but I was actually quite pleased with what I was watching. And again, I think it's starting to come to fruition in other games that I'm watching as well, where, you know, that that physicality of the game is being allowed to come back in a little bit. Players who buy fouls, I think that's probably the best way to put it. But, you know, Granite Jacker does it on, on a regular occasion. We know if you if I say to you, Granite Jacker's bought a foul, you can envisage it in your head exactly what he's done, uh, where he likes to fall onto the ball, right? But there's so many players that are doing it and not getting it. And it's brilliant. It's making the game so much better to watch um, I like this. It's it's part of our English football heritage, dare I say that, where, you know, we always love the physicality. It got to a point where it's getting a bit like basketball, very frustrating, games were a bit stop-start. But I'm really bought into how they have been definitely advised to start refereeing games. Uh, refereeing games. Um, yeah. And I also feel like, I think VAR is, uh, dare I say it, we're only two games in, is being improved a little bit as well. Any VAR checks, you know, are very quick. Um, there's been a number, you know, there was one that was done for a handball in the Palace game, which we spoke about. It was real quick. Didn't interrupt the game. Um, you know, we had no VAR interruptions and it was nice to watch a game where we didn't have that, right? So, yeah, I, I think long may it continue. If they can keep this up, because it's one of our biggest frustrations, right? Where just refereeing inconsistencies and the quality 
isn't matching the quality of the league and and the games that we that we see. Um, but look, early doors. Let's see how it goes. If they can keep it up, credit where it's due. I guess nothing's gone against us yet. So let's no. let's see how that well, table might turn. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean that's what bars there for. Yeah, you say go against us, but if it's a foul, it's a foul. It's a penalty. It's a penalty. Like I think. Uh, like listen, you know, I I'm very critical of VAR, but when it's when it when it's used properly, you know, mm. cool, cool, you could say I'm a bit biased because it <laughs> it went for us on on Saturday, but no, for sure, it's, it's what you want to see. Like it even felt like with the goals, like there's always that element down the back of my mind when when I celebrate a goal, think is it going to get pulled back? But then it seemed very fast that oh, they've kicked off again, it's done. Like and that that's always yeah, great I think they yeah they've sped it up. Um, definitely, it seems um, because it, it is. It, it does make it like you know for, for the the you know even if you're at home or you're in the stadium, it, it ruins the whole uh, element, the whole process of it. You know, if, if you're sort of waiting, oh, is it a goal? Is it not a goal? Like it's just like, oh, come on, like it yeah. feels almost very robotic, and, and you don't want that. And if you if you're trying to sell the sport from a commercial sense, how is that interesting for anybody? No, yeah, you're absolutely right. It takes away from the moment of celebrating a goal because <clears throat> I think we even spoke about this last season. It's just how many times have we scored a goal when you've gone to celebrate and you have, and then you've instantly gone, oh, but are we all right? Oh, can, can I? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like that. that is one of the biggest elements that, you know, we all go to football for. It's those little moments afterwards where you just go fucking mental. Um, yeah. It's great, right? And then if no, someone takes that away great. from me, it's not, it's not as fun. Yeah, it's great. It is great. Um, mm. Moving on, anything else you wanted to add on that nah. day? Did you go I to the armory? Think... Did you buy? Any, did you pick up any goodies? Um, what did I do? No, I did go to the other club shop though. I couldn't be arc. It was so hot, and obviously, I got the tube into Finsbury and me and my old man. Um, and he wanted to get a a full kit. He's six years old. He lives in Australia. He just loves football kits, which is, you know, fair play. I can get on board with that, to be honest with you, for obvious yeah, reasons. Yeah, he, he was telling Steph about that, actually. Only yeah, so he, uh, obviously, my brother's a Newcastle fan, so I can't wait to to see my nephew in an Arsenal shirt, full kit, uh, in front of my brother. That's going to be brilliant, to be honest. But uh, no, other than that, didn't, didn't do too much. It was more of a case of getting on the social side of it for me, uh, for this game. I just wanted to enjoy the weather, burn myself a little bit, have a couple of beers and uh, just socialise, mate, and watch a good game. And that's exactly yeah. what happened. No, it was it was good. It was really good. Um, so moving on from Saturday, um, we'll do our one good and one bad for the week. Or as Calvin likes to call it, multiple good and bad yeah. examples. Um, cool. I'll throw it to you first for your one bad for the week. You want me to go one bad? All right. But that's okay. I've just got one. If that's okay, okay this week okay. is that acceptable. Do you want me to have multiple? I could probably well, I've, do it. I've actually got two because I I, I, I I assumed you'd have about four. So yeah. I thought, but go on. No, I take, you know, constructive criticism and try to improve my performances moving forward, you know. Has to be done. But no, my one bad is actually just just traveling at the minute. Um is really fucking shit. So obviously, as you know, my journey back was uh, not the best. I was quite delayed. Uh, didn't get back till late Sunday, Sunday night. Probably actually I could class it as early hours of Monday morning. But um it's my my biggest complaint about traveling, right? Is when you're delayed, just people on aeroplanes in general, when you're boarding, are just a fucking nightmare to be honest with you. You know, if, if you're delayed by a couple of hours, you'd be, think people would be keen to like, yeah, let's get get on the plane, let's get it moving, let's get home. 
watching people trying to put their bags in the overhead compartments and they're obsessed with having their bag directly overhead. Just find a fucking space, pal. I watched one bloke spend about five minutes with a whole queue of people behind because he didn't let anybody pass because obviously he is the center of the earth. Um, just trying to squeeze a bag in, mate, where it just was never going to fit. I felt like just sounded like a mate, would you just fucking put it somewhere else, you stupid prick? Mm. So that that's my one bad is just inconsiderate people traveling um, and just, yeah, just get it. Just look alive, mate, for the love of shit. I, I can relate working on the railway. Mm. Just And it's silly season at the moment. It's all mm. sort of le- leisure travelers who just feel like the world rolls around them. So yeah. I get it, mate. I get it. Yeah. That's that's my one bag, and I'll, I'll stick at one bag. So there we go. Cool. What's yours? So my, my one of two. Well, so my first, well, here we go. First one, it's a bit right. trivial. So like, obviously, the Instagram is doing rather well at the moment. Um, is it? Didn't know. <laughs> and uh, I get a lot. Like I didn't used to get this, but I get like a lot of random comments from like, other football fans, like especially mm. like reels, and it just really annoys me because I'm like, I always delete them. I just deleting block i don't even entertain them because i'm like mm. whatever i just think like if you're spending your day commenting on on like another football team's like fan page like what what what, what, what is that about really it just it just rolls me like fuck off like i don't I go on like tottenham fan pages and put oh you pair amounts i couldn't care less do what you want like yeah that so that annoys me um yeah i i, I can feel that it's happened to me i did have as you've seen i've engaged with a couple over time just for more for shits and giggles because it's funny but uh, yeah, I, I do just then, yeah, block, delete, get the fuck out, go and get a life. Yeah, you, I just, I just think hermit. like it's almost better just to ignore it because I think they want a reaction when this get deleted and blocked. It's like, oh, okay, well that. Anyway, so that's my one, um, one of them. But my other one is I was, at the, I was at the pub on Saturday, and this, you know, this guy in the pub, he had like these like high sports socks, but they were like a weird, creamy beige. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. It was that. It was that individual. Me by uh, any chance? It might have been you. Yeah, it might have been you. Had a real problem with my socks. I don't know why. They're lovely. To be fair, even even I said to Steph, I said, "Do you think Calvin's socks?" She went, "Yeah." They, she went, "Are they meant to be that colour?" I said, "Apparently." Yeah, they're brand new. Yeah, I bought a couple. I bought three pairs of them, mate. So you're going to see them again. Uh, oh, I even bought dear. some more on the way home. I got bored in the airport. Then I went and bought some more. They're different. Oh. They're white ones. Oh but, uh, dear. I can't believe you're coming after me socks. That's really poor. Sorry, mate. Sorry. I mean, you, you had a lovely shirt on there, the pink shirt. It was, yeah. It was great. Was that player, a player version? Yeah. Of yes. course. Of yes. course. Of course it was. Um, moving on from sock talk, what was your one good for this week? One good. I mean, look, I, I, it's a cop out, but it's, I think you might even probably have the same one. To be it's hard not to look past just the, the day itself and the weekend for me was great. Um, though a little bit hot, but the you know the social aspect to, and the football on on Saturday was fantastic. And then you know getting to see some for some family on the Saturday evening, managed to get a decent curry, um, which I was on the fence about doing uh, on the way because it was so hot. I was like, is this really wise to go and get a curry when I'm already fucking hundred degrees? Wow, that is but it was bold, that is a bold move. It was a, a really good bold move in the end because not only was the food sensational. Steve, to be honest with you, um, the restaurant itself was so inc- impeccably air conditioned that it was just, uh, um, oh, I mean, look, after you've been sweating all day, being on tubes, God knows what else, to be in an air conditioned room, mother of God, it was fucking great. 
you were living your best life, weren't you, mate? I, I was I was in a good place. You know, I was in a very good place. It was a great way to end to end my day. But uh, what was your uh, one good? Was it my socks? Because they, they are lovely, to be fair. Um, <laughs> no. Pass no. on that one. Um, I, I'd say my one good was just Saturday in general. It was just such a nice day. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. And yeah, looking forward to to many more throughout the season. Um, mm. when that, I, can't, I, don't even, I don't know when that will be, to be fair. I don't know what games I'm going to go to this season. Up in, up, until until the wedding, I'm going to try and limit myself, but I will probably end up at most. Because <laughs> you, <laughs> you know how it goes, like a day before someone will say, I've got a spare ticket and I'll go, go on then. Go on then. Really um, so on this day, we didn't do it last week. So I thought we'd bring it back for the listener. So on this mm-hmm. day, August the 16th, 2003, Arsenal beat Everton 2-1 at Highbury. Mm-hmm. But can you name the Arsenal 11 that day? The Arsenal 11, 2003? Hang on a minute. Was this, obviously this would have been in and around the the unbeaten run sort of yeah, period, absolutely. Didn't it? it absolutely was. Mm. So hopefully... Should be fairly straightforward. I mean, we all, most of us know that's that, that team inside out. So I'm going to go with Manuel Almunia in goal. <laughs> uh, Obviously not. The old, the old, the old chestnut comes out. No, we'll go. Yeah. So I mean, I was, yeah, you, it was the first game of the unbeaten season. I didn't, I didn't want to say that because it would make it obvious, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Jens Lehmann in the yep. sticks. In the sticks. Uh, Ralph Lauren at right back. Yep. Ashley Cole at left. Yep. Then it will be, ooh, yeah, Campbell Torre, centre yep. back pairing. On the wings, Perez, Freddy. Yep. Then we'll go centre mid, would have been Vieira and one of your favourites, Gilberto Silva. Yep. And then up front, I'm gonna go Omri and Burkamp. Oh, so close to a full house. Ah, oh, where it was Omri oh. and Sylvan Wiltor. Ah, oh, where's Burkamp then? Burkamp wasn't even on the bench that day. On the bench, it was Keon Parler. Uh, oh, no, he wasn't the bench. It was uh, oh. it was Taylor Ste- Taylor Jeffers uh, Burkamp. That magical number nine. What an, well, the number nine has been kind of uh, not great for us over the years. That that no. guy definitely springs to mind. It, it looks pretty good now, though, doesn't it? So let's hope it stays that way. He looks all right, doesn't he? 45 yeah, well, million, was it 45 million we paid? St- it's an absolute steal. I mean, our business over the last couple of windows has been... Pff, I know we've spent a lot, but when you look at the amount we've got for that return in comparison to what others are doing... Yeah. Because everyone keeps pointing to you, oh, you've spent the most money. Yeah, great. But look at the amount of people we've actually brought in. We're in the middle of one of the biggest transitions I've ever seen at Arsenal. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's massive. When you look at all the key factors of management chain, like issues with kind of the owners sort of not necessarily putting their hand in the pocket at the right time, trying to buy us back. It, you know, it feels very reminiscent of what Man United are doing now, dropping yes. large amounts of money on big names to sort of try and get you back into top four. <laughs> The quick fixes. You know, it's it's ultimately what what you know, the likes of Barcelona are doing. You know they're just sort of they're it's it's you're rolling the dice. It's a huge gamble. You know if it pays off, great. You you get you get that income stream. You know from getting into Europe or winning mm. winning trophies. But it's you know it didn't it didn't pay off for us, and and it it, it takes time to, to fix it. Um, 
No, in, it really does. On um on subject of Barcelona. I was I'm glad you went back because I was going to as well. Former Arsenal man, Pierre Aubameyang has been linked to Chelsea for 30 million. If he goes for 30 million, not only will, will I be fuming that they've got mm. 30 million for him, but the fact that he's gonna to go to Chelsea, wow. To be fair, that says a lot about Chelsea where they are because mm-hmm. just, I just, I think things are going to be really different there now. Now under a new ownership, I just can't see the Chelsea what have been in the last 10, 15 years. I think, I think it's done. I think they're, I think, I mean, I think they'll still be up there, but I don't think they are ever going to get back to that level again. Depends. I mean, Lou, there's, there's going to be a big transition there because I guess it's all well and good having new owners, but if they've still got the same people effectively running the day to day, then it should still be pretty much the same. Uh, but yeah, some of the, the signings they've made, that would be a, a weird one. I mean, who on earth would spend 30 mil on a 33-year-old is baffling, especially, I mean, look, I know he's found his feet a little bit in Barcelona, but again, anybody who knows football knows that they're very different standards of leagues, hmm. um, which is why I never really got, I didn't really care that he was scoring goals. I was like, yeah, it's good for him on a personal level. Do you know what? Because it was it was the right thing for us to do. It massively was. And that's not, I'm not even saying that after watching the documentary. We still don't know what really happened other than there were just a couple of dinner disciplinary issues. But let's call it out. It, it was so far out of form for such a long time that I didn't really care um, that he was moving on. Did some great stuff for us. We all know it. But if he came back to Chelsea and they spent 30 million on him, one... It's funny because when he signed that big contract, he wanted to create a legacy. Well, that's just all media bullshit then if he does go to Chelsea. Um, but at the same time, I'm not worried about it. I, I I don't think he'll do well in the Premier League. I really don't. I don't think he's got the physical capabilities. Also, I don't think he can do what he used to do in those uh, you know early Arsenal days and Dortmund days. Um, yeah, I, I, it just wouldn't really bother me that much, to be honest. Maybe I'm just... Mate, yeah, no, weird, I, right? I get it. I, I, it's just, I just don't like to see former Arsenal players over there, to be fair. It, it, but yeah, no, it is what it enough is. I mean, look, it's about time that they had an old Arsenal reject go that way yeah, instead that, of the other way, to be honest. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. That's fine. So um, if his, Maybe, if maybe spend... we could give him like Cedric as well. Ah, yeah, package deal. Uh, but wouldn't it be funny if they spent 30 million and it just was a William experience for them? That would oh. be... He's Phenomenal. apparently been released again. He's looking for a new challenge. How about he challenges himself to actually start playing football, maybe? Yeah, get, get in shape. That would probably help. A shape that's not round, obviously. Still can't believe we went in for him. And he he's very fortunate that there was no fans in the ground because he, he would have stunk the place out. Could you imagine? Oh, my God. Yeah, he would have been. Um, not that I agree with it, but I mean, look, you, you know, players respond to how you project yourself at the pitch that you always spoke about it so many times like if you show effort you can get away with a poor performance generally you can if you show desire but he didn't show anything really yeah. um look let's not go down that rabbit hole no no, no let's leave that let's just leave that right Absolutely there no in the past um so listen we will be back hopefully with a pre-match point hopefully we're going to be joined by james if you listen to this james um no pressure Make yourself available. He's a, he's a busy, busy boy. I don't know what he does mm. with his time. Probably flossing his teeth. Who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's been real, mate. And um, yeah, I'll see, absolutely. I'll see, you, I'll see you Thursday.
see us on thursday yeah absolutely look forward to it and uh look we as always we just like to thank everybody for taking the time to listen to the podcast uh we hope you've enjoyed it if you have obviously drop that review we you know we greatly appreciate it it helps with the 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 views that we'll, we'll probably get and then also if you see it on twitter please do give it a like and a retweet um, to help get that that reach that we, we're definitely looking for but look if you want to follow steve on social media feel free to do so he's available on twitter and instagram at in the clock end myself you'll find me on twitter at underscore the arse underscore and instagram at the arsenal shirt but as steve said keep an eye on those social media feeds uh, for the next podcast but until then look after yourselves look after each other take care goodbye